Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the most important thing is probably that it is vitally important, no matter what your role is as a CPA, to meet people. Where they- Welcome to Change Your Mindset podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Change Your Mindset podcast. My guest today is David Peters, a financial guru and founder and owner of David Peters Financial Group, Peters Tax Preparation and Consulting, and Peters Professional Education. With 14 plus years of experience in finance, including roles in hedge funds and insurance, David's expertise is unparalleled. He made history as the first chief financial officer at Compare.com and now shares his wisdom as a national instructor for the AICPA and through his own professional education business. David's captivating courses cover accounting, finance, insurance, financial planning, and ethics, inspiring the next generation of financial leaders. With four master's degree and a PhD in progress, his contributions to the CPA publications and co-authorship of the Virginia CPA Ethics course solidify his place as a true industry influencer. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with David Peters. Welcome back, everybody. Um, my new longtime best friend, <laughs> David Peters, who has a, a podcast called Accountable. I was interviewed on his podcast last week and was so enthralled by his hosting abilities and the way he conducted his podcast and seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, I, I, I wanted to flip the tables on him and let me ask the questions, which 
to put him in the hot seat. And he graciously agreed to appear on my podcast. So first and foremost, David, thank you so very much, one, for having me on your podcast, and two, for taking time out of your schedule to be on mine. Well, Pete, thank you so much for having me. I, I know that uh, you said I'm a nice guy. Of course, we don't really know each other that well, right? So, uh, so, so, could, could, who knows how this is going to go? No, um, seriously, I, I really enjoyed talking with you uh, uh, when we uh, did my podcast, and I'm I'm grateful to be on, and uh, I think uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm I. That's my goal is for us to have a lot of fun as uh, as well as part of some of our part on some of our our knowledge into the accounting profession as it sits. And, and my question out of the box, which may seem kind of simple, but it can be kind of long winded at times. Where do you, I mean, you've been around for a while. Where yeah. do you see the profession going? Where do you see the future of the accounting profession? Well, I, I think that's uh, the question. I mean, you, you, what you said there, I guess maybe is a simple question, but uh, man, the answer sure is complex, I think, uh, because especially now, I think we're at an interesting point in our profession. We're in a world where we have things like uh, artificial intelligence, and we also have uh, situations where I think that a lot of our maybe classic accounting skills are maybe not necessarily going to be the things that are going to get us by going into the future. You know, I think that we hear lots of doom and gloom at times, or at least maybe I feel like that we do, yeah. where we hear about how chat GPT is going to end the profession, that all of us are going to be, uh, you know, replaced by robots and uh, that the, the the world in the future will be not one that accountants are in. Um, I think you and I both agree that that is not going to be the case. Yeah, right. Right. And, and I, and I think that the, the, the main reason why I say that is, is because the value of the CPA is not the ability to regurgitate FASB codes. It's not uh, <laughs> the ability to regurgitate tax code. It's not any of those things. I, I know that we spend our time doing and learning some of those things, but I think that really the value of the CPA is in the ob objective opinion, the objectivity of the profession and those analytical skills and also too i think that uh, you know kind of that's uh, what's going to become more important i think in the future is those communication skills too because mm -hmm. even if you're not in uh, you, you know maybe there is this time where maybe kind of knowing you know code section 351 is maybe not uh, you know kind of the main skill that you're hired for but i think being able to communicate what exactly that is my goodness, I, I can't see a time where that's more important. Right. Because, you know, do you, do you have a tin key on your desk? Uh, I, I don't anymore. I was I was one of the last ones to jump off that, though. I got to tell you. So you went to the support group to realize they didn't need a tin key on you because I asked I asked CPAs when I'm in front of them, how many of you have a tin key on you? and hands go up flying in the air? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I go, you know, there's a support group for you. There's this thing called Excel. <laughs> yes. Have yes. you heard of it? Or, yes. or are you still in the Quattro Pro or maybe the Lotus One, Two, Three days? I, I get right. we're, we're, right. we're reluctant to change a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to your point, I, I, I think, you know, with, with ChatGPT and a lot of the technology, it's there to help us right. replace us. And, you know, we're, we're having similar conversations in the academic world, you know, plagiarism and, you know, is it the, the 
their work. And, and there's ways of figuring that out. But as it relates to the accounting profession, if I could do quicker tax research or FASB research using an AI bot, I'm in. And, and right. Jody, Jody Paydar, if you're listening to this, yes, I said I'm <laughs> in uh, with the bots. I mean, Jody was t- trying to you know, coax me along for years to accept like accounting bots. And I was always reluctant. But now I'm all in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've we've gone through these massive changes before. I mean, uh, you know, and I can distinctly remember uh, when I first started, I mean, hearing about how, uh, you know, kind of the the tax programs that were out there were basically going to make my job obsolete as a tax practitioner. I distinctly remember how, uh, you know, we we joke about the 10 key. My 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 lasting memory about the 10 key is, as I distinctly remember the very first accounting job that I worked, I was an intern in uh, at a small accounting firm that was in one of the suburbs of Chicago. And I distinctly remember watching one of the CPAs as he was typing on a 10 key without looking. Yeah. So he, w- he was staring at the computer, but he was so good. And I just remember the fingers flying and there was just tape everywhere. And I remember thinking to myself, my goodness, what have I walked into, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, we thought that we've had these things in the past that, that we've said, oh, this is going to, this is going to, you know, massively change the profession. And so Certainly they had impact. I don't mean to say that they didn't, but it didn't uh, affect us because I think that people misunderstand what the value is of being a CPA. Right. It's 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 not the it's not that we're just sort of facts. You know, we don't regurgitate facts. It goes beyond that. There's a skill set there that goes beyond that. Well, you you bring up an interesting point. How do we. Communicate to our, and I'm going to use this term very broadly, clients, whether we have a, we're in public accounting, whether we're in industry accounting, whether we're in academia, how do we communicate our value as a CPA to those who we come in contact with? Because I don't think we're doing a very good job of that. I, I think that that is a very uh, is spot on. I think that a lot of folks, I think, really do struggle with how to actually explain what our value is. I think for us as a profession, I think that we need to explain that a lot of what uh, CPAs are typically hired for. What I tell a lot of the CFOs that I work with, and and a lot of the tax practitioners and financial advisors, is that uh, you are hired in a lot of cases to be the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. I know that that might be a weird thing to say, but, but I think it's true. You know, I mean, if you're the CFO, what is the CFO's job within the, uh, within the firm? It's typically to be the voice of reason. It's the person who says this should be our strategy. This is the one, you know, this is the path that we should mm-hmm. go. We don't have the money to, to do, you know, this thing that you want us to do. We're the voice of reason and people depend on us, I think, to be that. And and so if you're not that, uh, then I, I think that there's, you know, there's a disconnect there. People don't realize that in a lot of cases, I mean, I think, you know, CFOs kind of keep people grounded mm-hmm. and they help, uh, you know, turn ideas into reality, I think, in a lot of cases. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they do that. But I, I think they also because I've, I've I've said, you know, to some of my clients in the past and still to my I'm a virtual CFO and to one of my to my one client in that realm today. My job is 
to help you sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And that is because you may not have that, that same kind of financial acumen, business acumen that I have, but I can take it, put it in a point, communicate it to you so you can understand. So you can sleep well at night versus you trying to tackle it on your own and losing your mind and going, why am I paying so much in taxes? Because you're making a lot of money. Right. It's, it's right. that that whole kind of mentality, I think, that go, goes to providing or communicating our value. I, I think that that's well stated. I mean, on a, in a lot of cases, what do people pay for? They pay for peace of mind. I what I what I think of when you say that is I, I think of the situations where I've had um, it, people come to me with a tax return and they've said, I really just want someone to look at what I did. Mm -hmm. And I think that that actually speaks a lot. You know, we talk about the technology, we talk about how it's advanced and how much better it's gotten over time. Those things are true. However, there's something about human connectivity with another human. Mm -hmm. There's something there. We trust other people. <laughs> right. And, and, and I think that that's important. Um, I also remember, you know, one of the um, firms that I, I helped start, I was the first CFO of compare.com. Compare.com was a price comparison website for auto insurance rates. So sort of like, like almost like kayak for auto insurance in a way. Okay. And uh, one of the things that I noticed, we noticed very early on when we started this company is we had a really good website uh, uh, that, you know, was intuitive and people would, you know, kind of go through the website and everything and they would get all the way to the end and then they would stop and something would stop them from binding quotes. And what we uh, figured out over time was, is that if we were to put something out there, if we were to put a button that would allow people to communicate with a real human being, mm -hmm. we started getting more binds. Hmm. And so, the, again, it's just it, it's people have this tinge of doubt when it comes to complex financial products that they don't know what they are. And they just need somebody there, like you said, to give them peace of mind to to get that. Get them over the finish line. Well, you said the word trust. Yeah. And, and if you remember during the whole. Um, uh, um, surveys, Oxley, Enron, WorldCom, uh, there were surveys went out. So do you, you know, do you trust the accountants? Well, maybe not. Do you trust your accountant? Yes. Yeah. 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 It, 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 yeah. But that's to me anymore. That used to be our whole equation. We are very trustworthy. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll be able to retain our clients because we're trustworthy. Right. Now, I think in today's day and age, going to communication skills is we can be trustworthy to a point. But if I cannot communicate to you in, in, in what I'll just call plain English versus accounting, which is a foreign language, it's the foreign language of business in a manner that you can understand. Now you got trust and now you got understanding right now. There's a lot of people out there who just have the trust. They'll walk out of, of an office, whether it's the CFO's office or the, the, the CPA's office within the farm. I have no idea what they said. Right. And I think that that will help increase that value. Right. Proposition. 
I, I think that's very well stated. I I would also say, too, I think what you're pointing to is, is that uh, how do you build trust? Well, you build trust through communication. I mean, it's it's I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do as human beings. I mean, how, how does you know, how does somebody get to the point where, you know, they are a trustworthy person in your life? Well, you have interactions with them over and over and over again. That's how it happens. And I think you're right. I think that a lot of times the way that we as CPAs, I think, miss the mark. I think a lot of times with our clients is is because when we talk at a level, if we talk at a really high level, it's not impressive. Right. I mean, if if you if you talk over my head, I don't say to myself, boy, you know, Pete must be really, really smart. I say to myself. My goodness, I don't know what in the world he just said, right. and I'm not sure if I feel any better about it uh, than I did before. I always equate it kind of. I, I always equate it when I went into a cell phone store one time here in my home of Richmond. I was buying a new new cell phone. And this person who was there, I, th- I think he meant well, but he was telling me about all this, these features and everything. And I, I finally I, I just looked at him. And I was like. Dude, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I really just want something that works and does X, Y and Z. That's it. I, 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 you know, and I know that he felt like he was giving me a lot. And and so I did my best to listen and to be polite. But I have to tell you, it wasn't impressive to me. I really just wanted something that was functional and was going to work. And I sort of equate it to that is that, you know, if you've ever been in a situation where somebody's talked over your head, it doesn't make you smart. It, it just, it, it makes you frustrated. Yeah. That reminds me, I got a call on a Friday afternoon from my uh, doctor's office and I was expecting a nurse practitioner. It wasn't. It was a okay. Yeah. And, and the doctor went into this tsunami of medical terminology that I mean, I, I if she was talking over me, I couldn't climb a 30 foot ladder and still she'd be talking over my head. Finally, yeah. I said, stop, doc. Tell me in English what you're trying to tell me in medical language. Yeah. Pete, Pete, you may have cancer. Thank you. Now I know what we're dealing with. And in plain English, how are we going to figure this out? Right. And told me. And it was as simple as that. And every time I so my, this is my doctor in Columbus, Ohio, so I'm going to still water. But every time I go back into her office and remember plain English for me. Yeah. Plain English for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what we have to realize. Right. It's accountants. Right. I mean, we, we speak accounting language. Yeah. Outside of the profession. Nobody understands it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're kicking around, uh, you know, code sections and lots of uh, accounting acronyms, makers and gap and IFERS and all of the other acronyms that we like, we're a very acronym happy bunch. And uh, if you're doing that, that works if you're in a room full of other CPAs. But, you know, especially I think. If, you, if you're listening to this and you're looking to advance in your career and you're looking to advance in your company, you get to a point typically, I think, in in corporate America where you have less of a room where it's it's you and a bunch of accountants. A lot of times you are communicating with board of directors and things like that. Um, I recall one time when one of my first board meetings I ever had, I was uh, a, a new CFO and 
I was, you know, going through the financial statements and everything. And I, I was doing my thing, you know, and I was going through and I was talking about ratios and all sorts of good stuff, all sorts of good finance stuff. And he finally, he stopped me and he goes, he goes, Dave, he goes, stop. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, whatever I did, I'm sorry, (laughs) you know? And he, and he said, uh, he goes, Dave, stop. He goes, what are the three things that I need to know? Bingo. And I said, okay. I said, bang, bang, and bang. He goes, that's what I needed. That's it. Bingo. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a number of stories like that. And by the way, for my audience, I know it's not all full of accounts for my audience. When David said makers, he wasn't referring to makers, Mark whiskey. He was referring to the tax code of modified accelerated cost recovery system. Yeah. Uh, the, the whiskey would have been, the whiskey would have been a better choice maybe, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, not, not on this, not on this one, although that, that, that stuff is good. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, to the point where we're acronym crazy and we, we say these acronyms and we, you know, I, I always make a joke when somebody says SEC below the Ohio river, that's a Southeastern conference, not the securities and exchange commission. Yes. You don't know what people are thinking, but they won't ask you. Right. Because they don't want to seem like they're, Stupid, but they're not right. They're just putting with, with, with their analogies, with their what, what, what they're used to hearing. They're, they're not used to our world, most of them. Right. And, and I think that that is is a very hard skill, though, to learn. It's it's mm-hmm. very hard to, um, it, you know, I think a lot of people can learn the the words. I think it's much harder, though, to communicate. I mean, it, it, because communication involves me knowing enough about you mm-hmm. as the person who is listening to me that I'm going to know how to meet you where you are. And people are in different in different spots when it comes to financial stuff. Uh, I have some clients that are very good on the financial side. I mean, they you know, and you you can talk up, you know, um, to them for sure. And I have some clients who are just like, you know, this just isn't my thing. My my thing is in another area. And for those folks, you know, if you're going to work with them, you got to find ways to not just use the right words. You got to find ways to communicate with them. And I, and I think it's also too, I think you're right. I think, uh, unfortunately, I think because, and maybe it's because we have a lot of folks in our profession that tend to be pretty, you know, pretty, pretty smart folks, pretty mm-hmm. sharp folks. But I think sometimes I think they inadvertently make people feel, uh, stupid, make people yeah. feel dumb, make people feel just not, up, up to par. And that's terrible. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, how, how, how do we grow a client base? How do you, how do you build trust if you're just kind of making people feel bad? Uh, I've got a couple of stories here. And one is just recently, I was at my doctor's office yesterday and, and they've got a new nurse practitioner in there. And, and she goes, so what do you do? I said, I'm on faculty at Oklahoma state university. She goes, what do you teach? I said, accounting. And she goes, by the way, I'm a math atheist. And everybody puts accounting in the same world as math and right. it's further from the truth. But I wasn't going to take that moment and go into a 15 minute dialogue on why I wasn't. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and the other one was, like I said, I'm a virtual CFO. My, my client wanted me to become her virtual CFO because the accounting firm was she she is a performing arts major. She's got one hell of a business. Her balance sheet and income statement are tighter and stronger than mine. Right. But she wants to understand it better. And the, the, the accounting firm that I referred her to wasn't doing a good job. 
Yeah. And one day called me and in tears because they made me feel stupid again. They didn't do it on purpose, but they keep forgetting. I don't speak their language. And then this was during the pandemic. They put the spreadsheet from hell up. Yeah. that had like a million rows and million columns. And I just almost got air sick. Yeah. And I'm thinking I've shared that with a lot of firms when I get in front of them and they all kind of had this eating grin on their face and, and nodding their heads going, but they're realizing, Oh crap. I've done that. Right. Right. Time for a quick commercial break. Off script mastering the art of business improv is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle version. If you want to learn more about the book or order a copy, go to offscriptimprov.com and order your copy by clicking the click to order button. If you want to buy 10 or more books, please contact me to offer you a bulk discount. You can reach me through my email at peter at petermargaritas.com. I think I think it goes a long way. And and Pete, you may have, you know, some some insight here, too. I mean, I think it, it goes a long way just asking people, do you understand? Do you understand? Like, does do, or what my I, what I ask a lot is, is I say, does this help? Does this does this help? If not, let me know and I'll try again, Um, because I don't think I I think it's hard to hit it every single time. I really do. I think it's hard to communicate well every single time. But I think if you can ask and just be. I I don't know if uh, if if uh, what the right word is, but I, I think if you can just be maybe maybe humble enough to just say, okay. Is this is this what you're looking for? Does this help you get to where you want to be? Did I answer your question? Those types of things, I think, go a long way because it opens up the door for somebody to say, no, you you (laughs) that's not what I meant at all. Right. Uh, There's one additional piece in that. Okay. And and you could ask that person if they understand and they go. Yeah, I understand. And you look at their body language. Uh, yeah. And if they still have the deer in the headlights approach, they're afraid to say, I don't understand because I want to, I'm going to feel stupid. Right. So then they might say yes, but you can tell by their body language or their facial expressions. I think then you go, well, I tell you what, just to make sure let's try it this way. Yeah. And, and see if that changes because a lot of times people will not tell you uh, yeah. those, well, because of, you know, not to go through the personality communication skill like a disc, but some of those, some of those, some of those quadrants, they will not, they will not share that they don't understand. Good point. So it's, it's, I, it's yep. like kind of, you know, the body, body language tells the truth, not the words a lot of times. That's true. I, 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 I always find it interesting that in the CPA world, a lot of times we look at uh, education in those communication skills areas as somehow being less than. Right. I, I and I think I think, you know what I mean? I mean, I think that we you know, we look at the hard skill, you know, hey, let's do, you know, financial statement analysis or something like that as being kind of the, uh, you know, the the you know, the, those are, that's kind of like quality CPE, but let's somehow like, you know, these other skills, these communication skills, the, the ethics classes, the, the things like that, that are just so vitally important. And I think are going to become more important, especially as we, you know, as we progress forward here, 
that we somehow look at that as being something less. And I'm not really sure why that is. I, I think it's maybe it's just because we as CPAs, we feel less comfortable a lot of times in those areas. So it's, it plays off of something that we're just not naturally as good at. It's harder. Yeah. I, I think it goes back to the way you know, years ago. I mean, we were more number crunchers then. Right. Very much so. We were very much the, you know, the tin key, the bean counter, and all, you know, all of that. And, and since the, when technology has come in and, and changed this, I, I started doing communication leadership skills courses back in 2005 when I was at Ohio Dominican University. Mm-hmm. And then when I decided to take the business full time, I was also doing technical accounting, IFRS. You know, remember that incentive for retirement soon? Great, great, <laughs> great standards. Yeah. Right. And uh, I could not, I could barely sell a communication leadership course. I could sell technical courses. And then all of yeah. a sudden, around 2012, 2013, things began to change. Yeah. And now I do 0.01% technical. I don't, yeah. and I don't even call my survey of accounting course an accounting course. It's a communication course. Yeah. More or less, because we're not, we're not talking debits and credits and T accounts. It's more of a boiled down version for the whole business, the business school, those who come into it, to at least have some understanding of the communication and how we work without getting into the detail. And it's become, it's become more critical today that students come out with better communication skills than they have in the past. And, and that's why uh, Oklahoma State created the School of Accounting and Communication Center, which I'm the director of. Right. And, you know, talk about emotional intelligence. I had, a, I had a, a potential client that became a client. The HR person contacted me and said, I just read your piece on emotional intelligence in the Georgia Society CPAs magazine. Can you do a course on emotional intelligence, but never mention those two words at all during it? <laughs> the, the managing partner thinks, you know, he doesn't need a shrink. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I went, absolutely. I can't. Right. <laughs> right. All of that. I, I, I'm more and more. I'm interacting over the last five years. People are realizing the importance of communication skills. We used to call them soft skills. That was the other thing. Yeah. Versus the hard skills. But I would right. even look at, look at them. We may call them soft. But they're pretty hard to master, wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, big time. Big time. I, 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 and I think so too. I mean, again, you know, you don't. People don't want to interact with people that they can't connect with. I mean, they can't, and they can't communicate with, and so it makes your life harder. And also. I can tell you, too. I mean, just from, you know, right now we're talking about, uh, you know, lots of stuff having to do with hiring. A lot of firms are really struggling with, you know, hiring and and who to hire and where where is the CPA pipeline and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I it, what, what puts people over the top. Is that ability to communicate? So and we talk about the CPA pipeline and how vital it is. And certainly that's an issue right now. I mean, there's a shortage of talent. But what who are you going to hire? Are you going to hire somebody who you communicate well with or are you going to hire somebody who is might be really smart, but you got no idea what in the world they're saying? Mm -hmm. You really limit your ability, your upward mobility um, in a company. You really limit your value to clients, to your colleagues, to partners, to, you know, the the society uh, that you are serving if you can't communicate well. Um, and, and I think that that is a, a vital part of our profession. And I think we, we need to do more 
to just sort of show that those communication skills are important and that and that is ultimately what is going to get you promotions and get you clients and get you the good partnerships it, it's that kind of stuff people want somebody they can connect with I, i've noticed over the years that i've done i've done continuing education courses for the kind of profession the, the audience is broken up into thirds yeah there's a third there just to check the box yeah. Just a guy. I got my hours. I didn't pay attention. I was in the back reading the newspaper or something. <laughs> you've, got, you've got another third that's interested and, and, and want to apply it. Yeah. But then they leave and they go, ah, no, I'm, I'm more comfortable doing this. I don't want to take any risk. I, I've been successful at doing it this way. And then you've got that other third that goes, well, maybe they're onto something. Maybe I really need to take a look at this and, and, and start driving that and moving that forward and, and putting the things in, into play. I mean, you do, you've got a, by the way, on a side note, you've got a hell of a website where it comes to your <laughs> professional education courses, because Thank you. Uh, there's, there's one being offered tomorrow. Unfortunately, I can't attend. It's on the, uh, ethics and uh, uh, something about culture. I believe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Building it, building a framework for regu- uh, building a framework for regulatory ethics or potentially making ethics into a competitive advantage. Yeah. Something like that. And, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, you do a lot of this stuff. And you, now, would you agree with that, that audience, especially when you're in front of a live audience? Yeah, I think that that's definitely true. I mean, there are folks that are just there to check the box. I personally would kind of always wonder about that fo- those folks because especially if they're in like a tax update pete i mean like my <laughs> goodness i mean if you are going to check the box if that is really your goal okay there are a whole lot of easier ways to check that box than to sit in one of my tax updates pete <laughs> i mean i gotta tell you and and so oh, you know i mean i think that's uh i i think you're right though i mean I, and you know in all seriousness i mean i think you're right I mean, I think that there is a group there that is just there to check the box. There is a uh, there is a group there, though, that also wants to hear what you have to say and that is really interested in the topic. And then there's other people who hopefully while you're talking, you turn them, you know, I mean, you turn them into because they hear something and they're like, wait a minute, I've I've run across that. I, I know I so maybe the other things that were out there, maybe I, I maybe not so much, but that that resonates with me. Yeah. And it's, and it's we resonate. People resonate on not facts and figures that interests them, but doesn't yeah. resonate with them. They resonate on the emotional story that's told that includes them unbeknownst to them into that story. Like just like you said, I, I, I've run across. That. Yeah. That gets yeah. the buy-in. That 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 draws them in versus we're just you know I I I was a tax guy years ago. I do all these tax updates and go, well, there's eight hours I never get back in my life, and I was trying <laughs> yeah. to pay attention too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I I mean it, it's it, it is uh int- it, it's interesting. I I think it's uh, I also think too one of the things that the that the pandemic, I think, taught us is that, uh, you know, we started doing a lot more online uh, CPE. And I think what people realized is, is that one, it is really tough to stick with, you know, certain topics over, you know, a certain length of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, I think that just, uh, you know, that the uh, the topic itself, I mean, just means everything. And if, mm-hmm. if you can get uh, the, the ones that people get invested in are things that they can that they can somehow connect with. I mean, it's and a lot of times and I don't mean to get this wrong either. I mean, you know, look, I mean, it is, uh, you know, I 
knowing the tax law is important. It, mm-hmm. it is, you know, in many ways, a, a, uh, a foundational thing for tax preparers at the same time, though, I'm not sure that, you know, that, uh, if I know some kind of random, uh, fact about uh, the internal revenue code that that necessarily wins me clients, you know, right. like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know I can depreciate a pig over three years. I'm not really sure that that necessarily, uh, you know, does that, has that won me a single client in, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, we, I, I live in the city, Pete. I mean, I, I, I live in Richmond, Virginia and I, you know, I mean, that's, I, I mean, truthfully, I mean, I'm not sure that the folks that are in the city that they necessarily care. <laughs> I think I'm going to make one of your social media <laughs> memes. It's teaching to appreciate a thing over three years. I have not stopped laughing. That, 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 I, I, I've had people make me laugh before, but that by far is the hardest. Yeah, I, I mean, well, so there you go. Okay, so so folks that are out there now, now you have learned something about makers, and you have also learned something about the depreciation of farm animals. Um, you know, but I mean, the, the point though is, is I mean, like, so I'm not sure that necessarily expanding my technical knowledge. I mean, technical knowledge is certainly a part of what we do, but I'm not sure that that necessarily is valuable though to clients. Like, I mean, you might know a whole lot about a specific area, but I mean, unless that client's actually practicing in that area, unless they own a farm, they're not going to find that to be valuable information. They might say, hey, you know, cool, man. You know, I mean, maybe that maybe that wins me, you know, this this, uh, you know, the random fact of the night award, Mm -hmm. you know, but it doesn't necessarily win me clients. And And I think that that's that's something, too, that we need to understand. Let's take a step back because you, you, we were we were talking about you know remote work and remote remote yeah. learning and and doing webinars and 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 stuff like that, and then we also mentioned earlier in this about the human connection, right? So during the pandemic, we tend to have lost that human connection because we're on Zoom and we're right. we're doing this, but there is one way that you can at least have some type of human connection. It's very simple. It's not hard. It's called turning your camera on. <laughs> yes, indeed. And and actually, I was on a I was on a, a call this morning with a, a colleague of mine, uh, Jennifer, and we started talking about this topic. And after about ten minutes, we go, "Okay, we're going to co-author. We're going and, and give a quote, co-author an article, and get it into the Journal of Accountancy on the importance of having your camera on." Because and there was a survey that came out about eighteen months ago where CEO said, "You know, if I'm in a meeting and people have the camera off." My assumption is they're not going to be around too much longer because yeah. perception is reality, but we continue to do it. Right. I, I That is uh, very well put. Um, I know, too. I, I mean, I've said to uh, CPAs that I, I still think it is a face to face business, even if it is over the even if it is over the internet, I mean, um, there is something too, because I mean, to the point that you made earlier on body language, you can't see body language unless you can see the other person, unless you're looking into their eyeballs. I mean, you know, you can't really see that. I mean, I, I also think too, that, um, in a lot of ways, 
that we connect better when when people are on camera, partly because we just see them as human beings. You see them in their living room or you see them in their office and you see them getting interrupted by, you know, their children and and things like that that are very human things. But, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, there's been a few times where I've been in meetings with partners that could have been a bit contentious, a bit, uh, you know, just a bit more Mm -hmm. difficult conversations because maybe we're negotiating over something or something like that. I see the person on the other side and a lot of ways it it makes the negotiation easier because all of a sudden we have this connectivity. All of a sudden you see me, you see me where I'm at, you see, you know, who I am, you see how I talk and, and, you know, what I'm saying to you, you also those, you know, I see you and I, and it's all of a sudden it just, it, melts the ice a little bit. I, I, it's, it's a hard phenomenon for me to explain, but I, I still think that that we need to see other people. We need to see them for who they are. Absolutely. And, and in this conversation, I was with Jennifer this morning, we got on the topic of body language. Yeah. And I said, you know what bad body language is in a webinar people's cameras being off. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, to some degree, that's, that's, well, you know, we when we see somebody speaking, the words may come out, but if their body language is saying, "I have no idea what I'm talking about," goes yeah. a long way. Now their camera's off, so I I don't know. My presumption is the multitask. Yeah, right. Sure, they're, they're, they're double dipping here, and yeah. you know that that goes that goes a long way in that in, in that virtual body language. I think a lot of uh, firms are also catching on to that, too. I mean, I've I've had I've done CP uh, classes for some firms who have said you need to have your camera on because yeah. we we want to if, if you want credit for this course, yeah. not that it's NASBA and all that other stuff. That, that No, what they're saying is, is it is important to us for you to be engaged. Right. And the way that you are truly engaged is if you got your camera on and you know that other people are watching that you're going to be engaged. Right. Yeah. And you, and you can watch when, you know, when, when they become not engaged, but, but, but that that's okay. As long as it's few and far between. Right. When the cat, when the cat walks up on the, on the desk and, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all that, uh, you know what, we could go for about another 45 minutes or so. And maybe we'll have a follow-up. Sure. I want you to leave the audience with, you know, we started with what does this profession look like in the future? And we, we've gone down a few different paths. Yeah. Summarize what you think the most important thing that the my audience and it's a, it's as diverse as your audience is. Sure. There's, a, there's a lot of different variety out there. What do you think the, the most important thing for the audience to take away from this conversation is? I think the most important thing is probably that it is vitally important, no matter what your role is as a CPA, to meet people where they are at when you are communicating with them. It is less about you. It is more about them and how they are hearing the words that you're saying. I think in our profession, especially the the technology is going to change and it's going to continue to change, by the way. I mean, it's it's not going to stop. Uh, it's going to continue to change. Chat GPT is going to come in and then there's going to be something beyond that and something beyond that. What really is the important part of our profession is that trust that we build 
through communicating and really connecting with other people. I think if we don't have that, then we've lost our edge. We've lost our edge as a profession. And all of a sudden, yeah, could we become outdated? Yeah, if we lose that, I think we could. Yeah, someday chat GPT will be the new MySpace. Right. The old MySpace, because it'll be replaced numerous times over. Correct. Yeah, it's it's not going to stop. I mean, if we think this is the end, we got we got another thing coming. <laughs> so, so let the audience know how they can find you. Absolutely. So uh, you can find me uh, on my uh, on my website, uh, petersprofessionaleducation.com, uh, where we do uh, we do our on-demand CPE as well as uh, webinars uh, that we offer. You're also welcome to reach out to me uh, via email, david at davidpetersfinancial.com. Uh, if uh, there's a way that uh, I can help or if uh, you want to talk about uh, communication or you want to talk about uh, depreciating farm animals <laughs> or you would like to talk about uh, just about uh, anything else having to do with the profession or, you know, frankly, if you just want another opinion, uh, I'm happy to chat with you if uh, you want to chat with me. <laughs> You're all right there, Pete? I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> appreciating farm mammals. It's just funny to me. It's just yeah. absolutely yeah. very funny to me. <laughs> David, thank you so very much. It was, it was such a blast and hopefully someday our paths will cross in person. Yeah, I would like that a lot, Pete. So thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Again, I'd like to thank David for sharing his thoughts on what he sees the accounting profession, what it looks like in the future, and especially his wonderful humor. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please subscribe to and share this podcast episode with a friend. And also, please visit my YouTube channel, Peter A. Margaritas, CSP, CPA, Biz Improv Virtuoso, where you can see previous podcasts, video episodes, along with this one. While there, just hit the subscribe button and you won't miss any updates. And always remember, there are people who prefer to say yes, and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by their adventures they have, and those who say no are rewarded by the safety they attain. BAS person. Thank you for listening. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.